Hello and welcome to the first episode in this Simmons & Simmons insurance podcast series on cyber events and insurance claims. This first episode considers claims arising from cyber attacks where data has been stolen by hackers. Litigation in respect of the loss of personal data following cyber attacks is becoming an increasingly familiar feature of the UK litigation landscape. A recent high profile example being the class action against British Airways following a cyber attack in which the personal data of some 430,000 British Airways customers was stolen in 2018. The focus for discussion today is on claims against professionals following a cyber attack. The potential for such claims is a particular concern, given that in addition to holding personal data, professionals typically hold com confidential commercial data belonging to their clients. The theft and exploitation of that data by the hackers could give rise to very significant losses. If damages in respect of loss of commercial data could be recovered from the professional, this might put the kind of awards for loss of personal data in the shade. This episode will discuss the potential for claimants to claim damages for loss of commercial data by way of claims under the data protection legislation and in contract. I'm joined today by Robert Allen, uh, a partner in our litigation group who specializes in retail and consumer finance litigation and also in contentious data and privacy matters. Hello, Rob, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, Felix. Uh, delightful to be here. Before we turn to consider claims against professionals specifically, could you outline the kind of claims that may be alleged against data controllers generally by third parties whose data has been lost or stolen in a cyber attack? Yeah, sure. Um, depending on the circumstances, there might be a number of causes of action available. First, if we assume that the third parties are individuals who've lost personal data in the cyber attack, they might have a claim under data protection legislation. If the alleged data breach occurred before 25th of May 2018, then they'll have a claim under the old Data Protection Act 1998 against the data controllers. Um, whereas if it occurred after the 25th of May 2018, it'll be under the GDPR and Data Protection Act 2018 against either the data controllers or the data con processors. Under both regimes, old and new, uh, the data subjects have the right to claim compensation, um, but the GDPR arguably imposes higher standards on data controllers. This kind of statutory claim exists whether or not the claimant's in a contractual relationship with the defendant. Which leads me on to the second cause of action. Um, if the data subjects are in a contractual relationship with the defendant, then in addition to the data protection claim, they may have a claim for breach of contract or for breach of an express or implied term to ensure that the customer's data is safeguarded. Um, until recently, in addition to claims for breach for breach of uh, data protection law, it was common for data subjects to allege that the data controller was liable for torts of breach of confidence and misuse of private information, in addition to the breach of a common law duty, which was coextensive with the statutory duties, to take care to safeguard the individual's data. Um, in a bit of good news, recent good news for data controllers, there's a decision of Warren and DSG. And in that, the High Court has held, first, that data subjects have no claims for breach of confidence of, uh, or misuse of private information, which requires, uh, both those claims require a positive act of disclosure or a positive misuse of, of information on part of the defendant, rather than, um, as happens in a cyber attack, a failure to prevent access by hackers. 
And secondly, the court also held that there's no common law duty of care to protect the data concurrent with the statutory duty imposed by the data protection legislation. So what that means in short is in English law, the only cause of action really available to data subjects against a defendant with whom they're not in a contractual relationship is under the data protection legislation. Thanks. You mentioned just now that the GDPR imposes a higher standard of care upon controllers than its predecessor, the Data Protection Act 1998. Could you expand on that a little? Yeah, what we're concerned with here is what was originally framed um, as one of the data protection principles in the original Data Protection Directive, the seventh data protection principle, um, which covers data security. Now, that requires a data controller to adopt appropriate technical and organisational measures against unauthorised or unlawful processing of personal data. Um, under Section 13.3 of the old Data Protection Act, the 1998 Act, the data controller had a defence following a cyber attack if it could show that it had, and I quote, exercised such care as in all the circumstances was reasonably required to comply with the requirements concerned. In other words, a negligence standard. Um, in contrast, Article 82.3 of the GDPR and Section 169.3 of the 2018 Data Protection Act provide that in order to have a defence to a data breach, the controller must prove that it was not, quoting again, in any way responsible for the event giving rise to the damage. At the moment, there's precious little guidance or case law on the standard of care under the GDPR, but the wording of 82.3 may suggest that the standard might be close to an absolute duty. So potentially, uh, it requires a data controller to have state-of-the-art or best-in-class data security, with the result that there will uh, be a breach if there was anything at all that the controller could have done to prevent the cyber attack. Let's turn now to consider claims against professionals following a cyber attack. How might the duties imposed on data controllers by the data protection legislation come into play in such a claim? Well, it's probably best to illustrate this by reference to a hypothetical example, um, which uh, unfortunately is likely to be only too familiar to some professionals. Um, so imagine there's an accountant's firm that has a wealthy private client who instructs the firm to advise on a potential multi-million pound investment opportunity. The firm holds the client's personal data, so for example, name, date of birth, address, email address, telephone number, and bank account details, but also holds documents relating to the proposed investment itself. The firm's IT security is of a re uh, reasonably high standard, but it's not what we might refer to as best in class. More robust IT security could have been installed. In a cyber attack, sophisticated hackers penetrate the IT security and exfiltrate the client's information. So both the personal data and the information relating to the investment opportunity, uh, i.e. the commercial information. All right, if we assume that this cyber attack occurred after May 2018, the client might have a claim under the GDPR and uh, Data Protection Act 2018 in respect of his loss of personal information if the firm cannot show that it was not in any way responsible for the failure to prevent the cyber attack. But the damages for loss of personal information might be relatively modest. The client's real concern will be to obtain significant damages in respect of the significant loss of the commercial data. 
However, the retainer might not spell out the standard of care required of the firm in relation to safeguarding data. So anticipating a defence by the firm that it exercised all reasonable care, the client might try to argue either that the firm owes an absolute duty to protect the data or that the retainer ought to be interpreted as in containing an implied term that the firm owed, owed the client a duty to safeguard his commercial data to the same high standards required of the firm in relation to his personal data under the GDPR. In that respect, the client might argue that it would be incongruous if the firm were to um, have to apply a higher standard of care as a matter of data protection than it would under the contract under the retainer. Right. That, that's very interesting. So the client might argue that the standard of care owed under the contract in relation to commercial data should be aligned with the standard imposed by the data protection legislation in relation to personal data. What if the retainer expressly provided that the professional is under a duty to exercise no more than reasonable skill and care to safeguard the client's data? Could the client get around that by seeking to recover the loss of commercial data as a head of loss in a data protection claim? Um, I suppose that might be a potential argument, yes. The the client might argue in those circumstances that the firm is, independently of the retainer, in breach of the GDPR obligations relating to his personal data, and that the damages recoverable include losses referable to the commercial information. In support of this argument, the client might refer to Recital 85 of the GDPR, which refers to the damage caused by personal uh, data breaches as including identity theft, financial loss, any other significant economic disadvantage to the natural person concerned. So um, just to go back on that, you know, emphasis there on financial loss and significant economic disadvantage. There's also recital 146, uh, which records that the concept of damage should be broadly interpreted. The damage for which a data subject is entitled to compensation under Article 82 of the UK GDPR is that which has been suffered as a result of an infringement of that regulation. The client could argue that those words created no more than a but-for causation requirement, with the result that he, as data subject, could recover damages from the firm as data controller for the loss of commercial information as well as personal data on the basis that if the firm had complied with its data protection responsibilities in relation to the personal data, the commercial losses wouldn't have occurred. Now, if that argument is correct, that could significantly increase the professional's exposure. By arguing that the loss relating to the commercial information was caused by the professional's breach of data protection law, data subjects might mount claims for significant losses greatly in excess of the usually modest awards made for pecuniary and non-pecuniary losses uh, based on um, loss of privacy or data control of data protection, uh, personal data. I see. So, so claimants might seek to circumvent contractual defences by professionals that they exercise reasonable care in relation to data security by relying on the highest standard of care required by the GDPR arguing that commercial losses are a recoverable head of loss under the GDPR. Do you think that argument would have any merit? Um, I think the professional would have a strong argument in its defence along the lines that the intention of the data protection legislation is to protect personal rather than commercial data, and therefore that a client can't, in addition to claiming damage for loss of privacy or control of private information, 
claim damages in respect of commercial data which wouldn't have been lost but for the data breach since the loss of commercial data is not within the risk that the UK GDPR seeks to prevent but um, that argument yeah that argument would be in line with an orthodox approach to claim for damages uh, for breach of statutory obligations on the other hand the client's riposte might be that no such distinction should be drawn the recitals to the UK GDPR require damage to be broadly interpreted, as I said before. So a data subject might recover for financial losses caused by a personal data breach. Um, if you think of an example where a data subject's personal bank account is emptied as a result of the bank, let's say, wrongfully disclosing the data subject's personal data to a fraudster, it's clear that the money stolen itself will constitute recoverable losses. But in addition to, to that immediate amount of money stolen, recoverable losses might also extend to other damage, so interest charges and fees incurred as a result of subsequent missed mortgage and utility payments, um, damage arising from the consequent effect on the data subject's dropping credit rating or a missed investment opportunity. If these kind of consequential financial losses are recoverable for breach of the UK GDPR, why shouldn't the loss by professionals relating to commercial data be recoverable? In the current absence of any judicial guidance on the scope of damages recoverable under UK GDPR or GDPR, if we're looking towards the continent, it's not clear where the line should be drawn. Rob, thank you very much for those interesting insights in this uh, rapidly developing area of the law. Um, these questions will be addressed by the courts in due course, uh, but the law is playing catch up in a constantly changing area where each new cyber attack brings the spectre of further loss and related claims. Until a degree of clarity is achieved, claims will be brought. And even if professional services firms are successful at keeping them at bay, the irre irrecoverable costs of doing so will uh, unfortunately, no doubt, continue to increase. I guess we'll just have to wait with bated breath um, until there's a judgment and a claim against a professional following a cyber attack to see whether commercial damages will be recoverable. Thank you very much. <laughs>